Welcome to the OC. I'm your host, Phil, and this is my co-host, Corey, and we are Ordered Chaos. Um, what's new, buddy? <laughs> what's new? Okay. <laughs> what's new? Uh, funny you mentioned that. Two new things, both in relation to previous episodes we've had, or three mm-hmm. new things. Nice. So one new thing, uh, Google. Remember we talked about, hey, we're hoping AI is either a benevolent tyrant or a, uh, what was the term? Something psychopath? A righteous psychopath? Oh, what, That's we're, what we're hoping we're it's not a righteous psychopath. We're, but those are our two options, <laughs> and I've got my money on the benevolent tyrant. Right, um, right. It turns out Google has been firing its ethics research, AI ethics researchers, and got itself disinvited to one of the conferences it sponsors. Oh, it sponsored? No, not. Sponsored. Yeah, so I don't know if it's I don't know if Google is still a sponsor or if they just weren't allowed to show up. Not sure, but. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but they fired one of their AI ethics researchers a while back. And it's that sort of thing that so they, they running, have. A, yeah. Without ethics. I, not with it's one of, I think they have a bunch. So, but Probably they got many. rid of one of them. So oh. I don't know the exact details of why they got rid of them. Right. So, but they, they, they just can't be part of this conference. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it seems like. Like they're not going to be able to. Sp- I, I think they can. I think the conference will still accept their money. I suspect. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think AI in itself, right? I mean, you ethics is a, as we talked about in the podcast <laughs> is, a, is a pretty big part of uh-huh. the future of AI. And so, um, and this is what we talked about before about your this thing that we're going to birth <laughs> is going to look like it's going to be the results of, I mean, there's going to be some nature arguments true, but there's going to be a lot right. of nurture. And if we don't do this right, oh my God. Oh my God. The other cool thing, yes. uh, Elon Musk, SpaceX. Uh, so the guy who's right. completely against killer robots uh, yeah. has a robot dog walking around the SpaceX site that where one That's of the explosions happened. I saw, I've seen that dog before. However, it's actually working. This yes. dog is doing a job. Yes. It's a little fucking weird. I don't care who you are. Um, it's trotting around. And um, yeah. I don't know how autonomous it is. I think its name is Zeus or something. Yeah. But it's the I, whole idea of it's 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 essentially the same thing you would do if you were dealing with uh, unexploded ordnance, right? Oh. The bomb disposal guys will send robots in with cameras and articulator arms. In this right. case, they sent a dog in, I guess. Well, it is on the, at the rocket. So maybe it's you know, at a crucial point where, cause he's had what, four or five explode. Yeah. This, and this is where, this is where, this was one of the explosion sites. So I yeah. guess they figure send the robot dog in. Now that dog is probably worth more than you and I put together. If you harvested oh. our organs, our real estate, whatever. Yeah. Nobody but... wants my organs. None of them. <laughs> They're Feed all them the horses. <laughs> Feed them the horses, Phil. That's right. There you go. And back to the first episode, COVID. Oh my um, god! I don't know if this is an issue of uh, tit for tat, but uh, apparently China subjected a bunch of U.S. Di- diplomats to anal swabs, which oh, is one wow. of the methods. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's one of the methods by which you can go off and do for COVID. So in Ottawa, for example, they don't do anal swabs, but they're doing wastewater analysis. Yeah, I, I've I've heard you told right? you, we talked about that in the the first podcast. How they are yes. examining the. Uh, it's a shitty Beagle, job. This is a shitty job. I just yeah. I wonder how the U.S. diplomat saying like, do I have a choice? Public bend over. Yeah. <laughs> hey Jim. All right, listen. So, yeah, that's in the news. Congratulations, folks. You're all caught hey. up. Uh, you know, I I had no idea they were doing anal probing for uh, COVID. Doesn't oh, apparently China's apparently China's in the forefront of it. I guess it's less invasive. I mean, I don't I know. Don't, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's. Like, where do you stop? Do you just do a gentle yeah. swab or is it you really get in there? You just plunge the... <laughs> Stay still. Try not to... Don't squirm. Don't just... clamp down. Don't clamp down. Yeah. Breathe. Breathe through this. You're going to be fine. Bite on this. Stop it. Them Chinese, they really know their stuff. What or... are we talking about tonight, Phil? We're oh, about tonight. stuff to know. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Montauk Project. So I totally said it wrong at the end of our last podcast. I believe I called it the Mantuck. Yes, which that will a, be a I'm, future episode here. Pretty sure that's a sex move, Phil. Pretty sure that's a sex move. It is definitely not this topic. But it is the Montauk. 
I accentuated an A where an O is. And uh, here we are. So the Montauk Project. It's pretty fascinating. And what else? The more I read, <laughs> the more, so I have, I've, I've often been very interested in, in, you know, the Philadelphia Project. And this leads into that. And I think that's where we'll start. Um, for those of you who don't know what the I, I, by the way, I still haven't forgiven you for bringing this topic up period, because that is literally a week of my life. I feel dumber for having done the research in this thing. And I, and I never, I, I don't believe any knowledge is useless. However, I believe everything I've learned about this is pretty much useless. I, I think this is the most research topic that I've done. And, um, because I was trying to find things that made sense. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll let you guys judge for yourselves um, on some of the information. Maybe we're wrong, you know, and feel free to leave a comment. And don't and we're not going to judge. We're not we going to judge, judge this. We're going to present facts yeah. in a you manner know, that shows we're judging. I think anyone who has any ideas about this, I couldn't tell them they're wrong because I don't know, <laughs> right? So this is born of... Um, the Philadelphia experiment. Now, if you don't know what that is, basically the U.S. government was trying to find a way to cloak uh, warships. Yeah, so they were using a technology that was based on our good friend Albert Einstein. It was called the unified field uh, theory. And what that means, it's a pretty big fancy word to amalgamate electromagnetism and gravity and focus it into a single singularity creating they thought a cloaking effect on the ship turns out um something and this is a, a completely separate podcast uh the philadelphia experiment so I, i'm trying to give you kind of a synopsis <clears throat> apparently this technology was derived from the nazis you know like a lot of things <laughs> like all our like apparently all of western civilization at this point like everything <laughs> yeah, rockets right. vaccine you name it we it's all of nazis yeah. do you want to come to work for us okay <laughs> we pay you very well it's on the state in california um so during the testing things went wrong horribly horribly wrong the witnesses claim that it, you know, the ship, once they turned this electric, so there was, it was outfitted, retro-rigged. Uh, it's the USS Eldridge, a brand new destroyer, brand new battleship. And uh, so basically, big green light surrounded the Eldridge and then it disappeared just like that. So the next thing that happens is that it reappears but not in port. So the port where they were was in New York. And uh, they end up being rematerialized in Norfolk, Norfolk, Virginia. So now yeah. just a just a point of clarification. This is the Philadelphia experiment conspiracy, not anything that's actually been released about what the Philadelphia experiment actually was, whether it exists. Like that's right? correct. Like the, this is yeah, okay, this is a preamble enough. to Sorry, and it wasn't New York. They were while well, they were in Philadelphia. Yeah. So anyway, they they're seen by another ship, um, the U.S. or no, the SS Andrew Furoseth or something. And that's so. There is documentation that the ship was seen, even though there is no logs. There was eyewitness accounts and people that, you know, on the ship that confirmed that they saw this glowing orb. I, I don't know how much time passed, but the ship ended up returning, rematerializing in Philadelphia, hence Philadelphia experiment. Um, once they did, uh, the Eldridge, um, a lot of the sailors that were on board actually melded with the ship. That was one of the... Like a transformer or an Autobot. Not so much melded as in a working part, <laughs> more as like parts of, parts became, of, yeah, not, yeah, not in the good so, working way. No, not a yeah. good working way, like bodies entangled in the ship's steel, and that that's that's the the, the rumor. Um, also, most of the staff got very sick, and uh, those who did not get very sick went very crazy. So that, and then, you know, 
that, that's sort of the old. So funny story. thing about this, uh, what time, when was the Philadelphia Experiment? It was like 1940-ish? It was 1943, I believe. So there were a bunch of other, or like, so are you familiar with the diffused lighting camouflage experiments the Royal Canadian Navy was using? No, no. I, so nowhere near as sexy or interesting. It was basically, they were trying the same thing to make the, the boat, makes boats invisible by using uh, diffused panels. lighting techniques to yeah, go I've off heard, against. Okay, so, I've heard of that. Yeah. So they wouldn't show up against the sky. They didn't use whatever. Electromagnetism. This, <laughs> yeah, electromagnetism and gravity and... Yeah, Who knows I think what? they had. I don't think anybody merged with uh, merged with bulkheads in the diffused yeah. lighting experiments. That well, uh, yeah, and and so what happens is the Navy apparently scraps the program. Now there's a lot of speculation. Once again, another podcast. There's a Completely. lot. Completely, there's so much cool stuff with, so, this, with this. With this one, yeah, really a lot of cool stuff, and I don't want to get into it because I chose the Montauk Project <laughs> instead. This particular topic. And I don't want to say that to disappoint you because I mean, there, you know, some people really believe in this stuff and that's fine. Um, I believe in a lot of stuff. Maybe other people find crazy. Fair enough. <laughs> Here we are. Uh, so as the story goes that I could read and you can correct me if you've read some something else, but um, which there's a lot of conflicting information. So the idea was that the Navy said, okay, we're done. We, we've <laughs> lost some soldiers. They're now still in the ship. We're never going to get that. They're called sailors. They prefer to call them sailors. Sailors. Sorry. Yeah, Navy sailors. people would get really upset with you if yes. you called them soldiers. Correct. You're right. I never even thought of that. Very good. I'm very. I apologize to the Navy. <laughs> in the Navy. I know. And I could have a beard in the Navy. I mean, I I respect that. So you know why you couldn't? Did you know why traditionally they didn't like uh, the beards? Lice. No. Oh, the gas masks. Wasn't it? Cast Prevents a proper seal. I Apparently, they don't care about that anymore. Have a beard mask that you can find on Etsy. Beard masks. They are what the future is for beards. Anyway, so the Navy's like, yeah, fuck this. We're done. And then what happens next is the department, like the government, the government, no idea what branch. See, maybe CIA, somebody says, yeah, we're not done, but we need funding. So the project goes to D&D, Defense Department, or yeah, their version of the Defense DOD, Department, Department of Defense. Uh, D&D is the Department of National Defense in Canada. It's DOD in the US. I'm oh, assuming right. it was the same them too. Yeah, I, yeah. It might might have been called Whatever something different. But. So, well, it goes to them and then it's pretty much off the radar, right? So it it's like endless budget type idea. This is what all of these programs tend to get where you see Roswell and you go, or not Roswell, you see area 51, you go, Oh yeah, they have a big budget because well, they're building, you know, all these things. There's documents of that. There's proof of that. So yeah. It, along the lines of a budget for this doesn't exist. As far as I can. It's completely falls under the category of the black budget, the, the, the black, the black budgets, right. Where you basically have right. no, no oversight, no, nothing, no tracing. It's right. the money goes into a hole. Nobody even knows where it came from. Nobody knows where it's going. All Pretty you know much. is that you're now down money. Yeah. So what happens next is the Montauk air force base is a small, tiny little base. It's, it's in long Island. It's just South of the Hamptons or North of the Hamptons. It's got waterfront property, beautiful. And it's also retrofitted. <laughs> so it was disguised as a small fishing hamlet with lots of big guns, like anti-aircraft guns. Well, because it originally existed. It originally existed it to, to defend against uh, boats, submarines coming Absolutely. in as yeah. part of the whole, yeah. yeah. It was a fully functional base and it was an Air Force base. So then what happens is, you know, they're, believed that uh, during its time there was an underground complex made there is a system of tunnels underneath now if you go on youtube there is tons of these videos of people kind of lurking around it is still under quite heavy surveillance or like security um, you don't want people falling in holes and dying i don't know if that's what and suing <laughs> and suing yeah um probably for their own safety, I would think. But um, so yeah, and that's kind of where Montauk 
begins. Now, everything about Montauk stays quiet, very quiet, like for 40 years. And then in 1980, we meet a fellow by the name of Preston Nichols. Don't sigh too hard. I know. Yes. I know. <laughs> and he claims, after watching a documentary on uh, the Philadelphia Experiment, that uh, he was it a documentary it, or a movie? When was the movie, movie to Philadelphia? I think it was. I think it was. Everything I've read about this seems to be this movie triggered yes. a bunch of people and like him in particular because I don't. I didn't. There was a few other people there, but he he seemed to be the. I know of the two. I know of two others that were sort of triggered by the 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 movie, whatever. Well, there was Peter Moon who helped co-author his book. Yeah, that's his pen name uh what was his original name uh oh that was his was... pen name yeah i'm trying to uh god where did i put this uh, oh. yeah i believe it was his pen name maybe it was that's not i don't have uh well i had it somewhere ah this is okay this is the problem with this just so much stuff about this there's a lot of stuff um hold on one clear my throat here i'm doing a lot of talking about the montauk <laughs> all right so yeah anyway he writes the science fiction book montauk project um and he says to his readers and basically is you if you believe it great and otherwise you know take it as a work of science fiction that's okay too you know enjoy the book yeah, he he clear he calls that out very explicitly, saying he does. It's a, it's like uh, okay, yeah. So a lot of this, you know, maybe I should kind of talk about that too. Is it actually? And I I didn't know this beforehand. Um, one of these shows that my son watches, and I watch it too, is called uh, Stranger Things, and the original name of Stranger Things was Montauk. That's what they were going to use. Um, why they didn't use it, I don't know. But um, I do wonder if there is so apparently it was the inspiration for it. So I suspect if they used actually the Montauk prod Montauk, then it would be a clearer tie to like, wait a second, you owe us money. You owe the guy who owns the book. Maybe the book. Yeah. So maybe right? that's why they yeah, and, and in the in the story, and, and it's a wonderful like I, I really like it. It's very well acted. I know you wonderful, haven't very watched it. Very heartwarming. I watched, I read the Wikipedia article on it. I, yeah, I know. You missed out. I'm just saying. Apparently I mean, she was she was very her father was very aggressive with the negotiations for the future seasons. You mean eleven? Yeah. Millie something, something, something. I don't know. Their the name? Yeah. Name. I'm not that I'm not I'm not hip. Anyway. <laughs> um yeah. So but it was based, you know, loosely on this the experiences that were described, I think, in a lot of Nicholas's. Okay, so let's get to the let's get to some of the the, the high points of this experience. So yeah. Preston is oh. triggered by his triggered. By, and what and what happens? Well, he figures out that he was once a, a trainer of uh, these individuals, pretty much known as the Montauk Boys. Um, also an engineer, also a parapsychologist and psychologist. Yeah, and multiple degrees. Sound familiar? Three, three degrees. Bob, Bob Lazar. Bob had one. <laughs> a college diploma or something. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Leave Bob alone. They're always picking on Bob, and I like Bob. At least he certainly Bob made sense and spoke in complete sentences. <laughs> Love of God. Anyway. Yeah, so he... Uh, yeah, it describes, you know, training these young recruits in the ways of like psychic warfare and telekinesis, mind control, and of course the big one, time travel. Time travel for sure. Yeah, like so, the year 3000 something, like there's it's or 6000. Like, so I read one of the big the, from the videos and you actually sent me one of those videos. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> I had to make you suffer as I <clears throat> suffered. Yes. Yeah, so one of the videos is like they went back to the time of Jesus. So this well, actually, there's one before that. I'll talk about. <laughs> well, let Jesus wait a moment. Um, 
the first one that he described in one of his his uh, interviews was um, going to Mars. Yeah, so they use the Montauk chair, which is basically a focal point for psychics or well, people with special powers. So it could work with anyone. Work with you, Corey. You lay down in this thing and then suck the very will to live out of you. And, and, and it's like basically it's yeah. uh, playing around with the elect. It's uh, this plays back to the Philadelphia experiment yeah, with the whole unified the theory, right? Where it allows them to manifest. I think object creation was one of the ones that they said the chair yeah. was capable of doing. Like it's supposed to focus. And there's other really weird stuff. Uh, I'm not going to touch on it because the video touched on it that Phil looked at. And yeah, well, yeah, it, we're it was... trying not to touch on those parts. <laughs> Yeah, so there, I mean, there was a lot, like ripping holes in the fabric of time, and it was very sci-fi-esque, right? So basically, though, and, and uh, you know, a lot of people are, are skeptical because he was part of this project, but then admittedly, he says that all these boys were abused in a very, you know, inappropriate Like a 1% survival rate? one percent survival rate was and that actually that came from we'll talk about him in a moment but uh yeah uh, that was Stuart. um but yeah so there was these boys were this all ties into mars so let's not get ahead of ourselves fair <laughs> enough I mean, and this so it's so folks this is the problem with this whole Ooh. ball of crazy just trying to pick out something that makes some semblance of yeah, i've so done the best is, i can here i i we have a crazy board. There will be a crazy board with the notes. You can try and follow along. Maybe add your yeah. own. Yeah, and and you can because it makes it'll yeah it'll you'll figure it out. Um, so back to Mars. So one of the first trips that they did was they teleported to Mars because there are pyramids on Mars. Yeah, that's, so that was something you saw that a lot of the eighties, nineties, uh, the right, face the on face Mars, right? Mars. Until uh, they could actually use proper, you know equipment to go yeah that's just and we're just assuming that they had an atmosphere like they none of the readings suggested that they had any more any form of uh, aeva equipment like extravehicular activity like spacesuits anything it's just they went there and yeah i think we know why they had a one percent survival rate right so <laughs> they went there the pyramids are locked who would have not so <laughs> they come back and this is, I guess, where they have some alien interaction. And the aliens, the greys, that he calls them, he calls them the greys, uh, provides them with sort of a little bit more technology to help them understand the universe. And Because they made several versions of the chair, didn't they? There was the, the first version, yeah. there was at least a second version, I think there was a third version that was never completed or was decommissioned or something. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I. I and they talk about the second version with the alien incorporating matter, the alien technology to be enable all these more awesome feats yeah. rather than Other just, you know, like universe travel, the yeah. end of the known universe, like not, not the, not our galaxy, the entire, since the big bang theory um, happened. Yeah. And, and he claims that he claims that he has seen that he, you know, he's, he's sort of found spirituality, Mr. Preston Nichols. He, he's, and he, he is very different. He's a different kind of soul. Um, He's also dead, apparently. Is he really? Yeah, he died of a stroke, I believe, or a heart attack. Well, that's I mean, shocking. Um, yeah, I want to say a stroke. Hmm. Yeah. Well, may he rest in peace. Yeah. His story is being told right now. So <laughs> they make it to Mars. They make it back. And then... Uh, there's a few accounts. This is sort of where we, there's this fellow named Stan. I don't know if that was in one of the videos that uh, I watched. Stan? No, I didn't hear that's about Stan. All, yeah, that's all that is mentioned is Stan. That Stan was, was commissioned to go back. Now, Stuart also says, so Stuart Swerdlow, uh, who is a fellow that watched a lecture from um, Preston Nichols. He, he, was interested in this sort of stuff and he watched the lecture and then suddenly realized that he was brainwashed and he was actually repressed memories, right? They, yeah, was, yeah, they were brought was, up through hypnotism and all of a sudden he's yeah. now remembering all this. Yeah. yeah. And he goes to, to, to Nichols and he says, I think I was there. And you know, Nichols says, of course you were. I remember you, <laughs> you know, come join my fantasy. 
come with me. And um, so, yeah, Nick, Nichols takes him and they together, you know, unrepress all of his memories. And then apparently he was sent back to kill uh, Jesus. Originally, yeah, he was sent back twice, right? Once to kill Jesus, which he couldn't bring himself couldn't to do. do. Yeah. And then the second time was to take his blood, to remove Jesus' blood in order to replace it in his body, right? And to come back. And then they were going to use the Shroud of, of uh, Tarrant. Yeah. Turin. Turin. Which, which, which uh, and compare the DNA, right? Say, well, right. look, it's so, the same DNA, therefore yeah. this guy's the Messiah. This guy is the second coming of Christ. You know, his name is Stuart Swerdlow. All hail Swerdlow. Yeah. So that that's where, then it gets weird. <laughs> yeah, then it gets weird. <laughs> it's weird. You know, um, so yeah, so you have this this whole thing based on time travel. You have it, you know, so Preston is like, not only is he a trainer of these, these boys. Like a Pokemon know, trainer. Like a Pokemon trainer, yeah. So some of the experts say that they would have abducted these boys from, which has happened before. This is it, not, it's not a, it's not unheard people. of yes yeah, it's not unheard of i mean we yeah. there are realistic horror stories out there of homeless people being abducted normally yes. organ harvesting is a big thing i don't think they do a lot of unauthorized experiments but they'll harvest organs yeah you know? like well That's... and the cia admitted to some of this this stuff during their projects so this is also where there's a lot of intertwining in this conspiracy so you have the uh, mk ultra which is another podcast all on its own i don't want to get into it deep, and deep. it's actually been done to death like didn't they do that that movie uh mk ultra i don't know she was james franco or something i don't know i don't think i don't know i'm not sure um i mean i know the basis of it i know that it was mind control and, and the cia was you know trying to lsding everybody it was yeah, there, were, there were a couple aspects methods, to it but the big right? one people remember is they were dosing people with LSD yeah, with or without trip. their knowledge. Uh, right. And they wanted to see what would happen if you, you know, put a pound of LSD into somebody and see how they trip on that. Um, so they were lab rats, right? Um, these are you familiar with Pavlov? Oh, and his salivating dogs. So yes. you have two types of conditioning. You've got Pavlov's dogs and Skinner's rats. So Pavlov was uh, was classical conditioning. That's where I ring the bell, the dog drools, despite yes. me not bringing it food because I've associated it to. And then operant conditioning is, and I don't remember too much about that, but it was B.F. Skinner basically using remote to get rats to do stuff. Go through mazes and stuff, I believe. Yeah. Right? So Yeah, it was like a reward-based. Some of those things played into some of the stuff they were trying to do with MK Ultra of getting people conditioned. Uh, this is the sleepers, right. the triggers, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. One of my favorite scenes from Ghostbusters is when Bill Murray, you know, the guy is like, he's got the guy and the girl in the college and then they're guessing cards and the guy's getting everyone right. And Bill Murray is like, uh -uh. <laughs> he stops the guy and the girl gets them wrong. And he's like, oh, you're amazing. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and like seems, everyone. Seems and a lot like, like the Montauk project. Right. So he gets, zapped but he was getting every card right which was yeah. kind of funny right but oh bill murray's like i'm sorry john <laughs> no more <laughs> anyway. spits out his gum at one point i think he does yeah yeah like i thought it was a tooth when i was younger anyway so there's now you have what the the chair and the giant dish so on top of a lot of conspiracy theories about the dish. So it's a giant, they call it a, a sage dish because, you know, sage is basically a, you know, it's a radar dish. It's and, part of the dual line, similar to what we talked about previously <clears throat> about the whole sage installation we have in North in, Bay where it goes North off Bay. and yeah. That's right. So these dishes are, there's not a lot of, they're big. I think at the time there was like four or five of them in North, like in that area. So they were sort of, and they were, that's why they had anti-aircraft weaponry as well, because they were there to defend, you know, the coastline um, or, or be an early warning system for U-boats or planes or ships or whatever. Now, um, so they, they use that dish to amplify even more like the power of these psychic kids, right? So 
Yeah. Um, Are you familiar with Project Star the Stargate or Project Stargate? I remember the TV show. Um, <laughs> Not even so. remotely close. So this plays into so this is when you yeah. talk. So when you you would you would you would put the link to MK Ultra. So we did the crazy board right, up, and yeah. I haven't added this in. But you start following through, and then this is the sad part, or the funny part, or the crazy part, whatever you want to think about. That a lot mm -hmm. of the stuff that you hear about in this does have actual documented evidence somewhere else. So the Stargate project mm -hmm. was run by the, it was a code name for a U.S. Army uh, project. Now it was oh, established okay. like 1978. So it was much later and it right. basically involved remote viewing. So using psychics, psychics, psychics. to go off and uh, gather intel. Uh, right. Sorry. The spy on yeah. people. Yeah. yeah sure. And I, I think the end result, and they say it was biased, after they closed it down around 1991-ish, they there's like they, they were replacing people who were leaving it. Did they so really, did yeah, they, they shut so it down. They shut it. <laughs> <laughs> they claim to shut just like just like Camp Heroes slash Montauk Air Base. They say they shut it down. Right. They? Yes. Yeah. But in this case, the, the eventual finding was, hey, it, it there's two thoughts. One, it did literally nothing. It was a big waste of money. The other one is, uh, and they said the fellow who came up with this was biased. He said it was like a 15, 5% to 15% above raw chance. Oh. So well, the people good. who were able to point out, hey, I see a missile silo. Hey, I see five people. They would compare that with the intelligence they had. And uh, the raw chance, you know, let's say the raw like, chance was 20%. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Raw luck. I'm just randomly pulling it up. And they said statistically it was five to 15% greater than just raw luck. Oh. Yeah. Oh, whatever. So that that leads into the, like, again, the Montauk project itself. One of the things I talked about is the remote, the seeing eye. The remote. Uh, well, no, that's the chair. This is this yeah. all encompassing yeah. chair that, um, and now the chair apparently, you know, and that's why the death rate, like, depending on the person, like, they could die. Uh, or be teleported somewhere and end up in a wall <laughs> or something horrible. Um, yeah, so I'm okay with. I now believe that there's been a lot of uh, development and work with psychic abilities. I, I think that you know that's a big unknown. You know, we know very little about the human brain, um, even though we, you know, we know we know what it's made of, but we don't necessarily know what's capable. Made out of people. You know the people well and that's it but this story goes like pretty deep like including where you know the aliens actually provided these abductees and the deal was this we give you the abductees but when they die you give them back to us and we eat them <laughs> so the one i read is that, that the whole base has a bunch of people a bunch of kids buried under it well they don't eat them but they 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 do something to to draw the energy out of them. I don't know. Anyway, that's some yeah, that was another thing that I watched. And I'm like, like deep, deep stuff. Wow, where are we going with this? Um, so yeah. Other than the Mars, uh, the pyramids, um, blood of Jesus, you know, um they, time, travel. They, time travel. I remember reading some so I'm where was Lots it where they said they travel. were sent to like the year uh, a city in the year 3000 and they base and this is okay fyi folks this is this is really crazy it, it reads like fan fiction and it's hard yes. to sort the actual of course nazis are involved in all of this by the way yes Just keep that in mind aren't nazis, they always history's whipping boy that's what you get you be baddies guess what this is what happens this is what happens everyone blames you for everything so they talk about Nazis and they say they were sending people into the, let's see one second da, 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 da. here. I'll pull up the, it was like a, like the year 6,000. Here we go. Okay. So uh, apparently they were sent to the year 6,037 to investigate a ruined city. There they had to examine the statue of a horse and report back on what they saw. Apparently they were Aryan. Uh, they had to be exclusively male, aged between 10 and 16, tall, blonde, blue-eyed, and fair-skinned. Most, Jeez. if not all, fit the idea of the Aryan stereotype. And this FYI is just, I, I, I guess, I haven't read the book, but if you look on the cover of the book, the Montauk Project, it shows a statue of a horse. Yeah. Apparently that's... That's it? 
That's I, I don't know. I again, I, I didn't want to delve too deeply. Fun fact: <laughs> I don't uh, want to get sucked into this. <laughs> apparently, the time travel aspect mm-hmm. of the Montauk project was actually called Project was Phoenix Three. They had a bunch of different names, and I didn't yeah. really want to confuse uh, myself. I would say perhaps the the what the viewers are way smarter than I am, and they. Yeah, I didn't want to. So this is where we talk about history, right? So the original yeah. Phoenix One was basically how the U.S. can win in Vietnam. Apparently, it involved like uh, torture, intelligence gathering with the NVA, right. that sort of stuff. Phoenix Two, apparently the scientists are again. It makes no sense what I'm reading. Apparently, the mm-hmm. scientists from that Phoenix, which essentially sounded like just raw torture, yes, formed the Montauk Project, which was Phoenix Two. That was the start right. where they started doing all the stuff. And then the time travel aspect was Phoenix three, apparently. Right. So take it for what yeah. it will. So what, that's the other thing is that uh, there was, there was parts about, you know, being sexually aroused helped with psychic ability. That's what I didn't want to touch on. Cause that is, per, that's where the abuse aspects, like it's not just yeah, eating with hoses. It's actually yeah. sexual abuse of boys, yeah, which of boys, but, but I mean, I think it's worthwhile, you know, at least acknowledging that, uh, that this would be something that Preston Nichols would have had to partake in. Right. Obviously he, he denies it. He says that I was a trainer, but I didn't do any of the bad stuff. <laughs> I just taught them was... to look at the cards. He was Bill Murray, right? With yeah. the cards. He's, he's Bill Murray. He's like, you know, well, I know. <laughs> You know, they're in there getting beatings and he's he's just doing his own thing. If if it is true, you know, um that's I think thing. and that's where this that's where the Serlo guy goes off and talks about now. I don't think he goes deep into his as being well sexually you know. abused. Like I know he says he was pretty screwed up from it, and that's why there were all the repressed memories and brainwashing. But well, he's the one who says that about one percent of the boys that he recalls survive, right? And uh you know, in his his thing, he's got a list of powers that that he that he possesses. Um, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, be it, you know, who am I to judge? I mean, sure, you. But proof, right? Proof is in the pudding. So, if you you can prove these things, then yes, you. you know, sure, and that's what we're here for. Um, <sighs> is that what you're? Because again, <laughs> there is very little hard evidence. Now, again, the, yeah, this is the, this, the, yeah. The, the idea that there's all the linkages, but there they is all very come back to one evidence. place. Though we noticed that on your board, and you folks, if you're watching, um, don't forget to subscribe, like That's and subscribe, right. like and subscribe, leave a comment. Also, if you watch this far, if you leave a comment and a suggestion, maybe, just maybe. We'll do a podcast on what you suggested. And if we do, we will do a name throw out. We will actually, we'll throw a party in your name. That's what we'll do. Yeah, unless unless your suggestion is for us to go F ourselves. We are not going to do a podcast about that. <laughs> yeah, it's a mess. Apparently yeah, that's what happened in the Montauk project. There yeah, was a lot of that going on. There was a lot. I think the, the, the there's a lot of unknowns and whenever people make up their own minds. Right. And uh, how did this all end, Phil? So let's let's I guess oh, we can run through it and then we can sort of start coming because we might as well finish okay. off the story and then come back to the parts that are the ending know. is almost as fantastic as the beginning. So somehow uh <laughs> yeah, somehow they managed to pull some sort of giant rage beast out of a dimensional portal. Beast from the id. Is that what they called it? That's I don't what know. it's called. Yeah, it's, it is a yeah. giant, nasty. They don't really have much of it. It was just a large killer animal, and apparently, it just wreaked havoc on the entire base, killing multiple people, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I didn't really read anywhere where they killed it. <laughs> the only thing I read was that they basically dis- the the scientists, because you know scientists had to destroy yeah. the equipment. Right. right, and by destroying the equipment, they that sent it back or got rid of it. Yeah. Or well, I think that Preston Nichols says that he he was part of that too, where and that he can prove that in the base there's areas that are like charred and you know, and and inside is is quite literally destroyed. Now, is that from just homeless people or it, it is a, a park? Um, that is where what Montauk is now is is sort of a national yeah camp hero camp hero state park or something 
Yeah, and Camp, yeah, Camp Hero, that's right. Because originally, um, that was, yeah, Colonel Hero was was uh, base commander. Destined Colonel. for greatness. Destined, he'd be just rolling over in his fucking grave. <laughs> like, can you imagine? The area has such a fascinating history. Yes. <laughs> It has such a fascinating history. This, and apparently the locals just hate all this Montauk project stuff because the area oh. is so rich with history. And it's like- It's rich. It's the Hamptons. <laughs> this is some of the most valuable property in the world. And what do you have? This rundown, you know, base that everyone's like, thinks they're fucking monsters. Um, and not far away, you have this place called Plum Island. I don't know. That's another- conspiracy story uh that was it's that a was laboratory like the, the animals right it was yeah, like the, an animal like laboratory the, fun and fact the cool. island of bunnies in japan mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> basically they used to do biological warfare like the oh, testing there bunnies? like they used to they used to go off and do the experimentation and when they shut up shop they just basically let go all the animals so the island is literally overrun with rabbits yeah. well yeah, they go there and get breeders you remember being on my on my house with rabbit cages yeah, they do backflips, man. They just love to go at it. I'm telling you. Anyway, quite the quite the thing to watch, folks. If you've never seen rabbits, oh, that's a <laughs> time to watch rabbits breeding. That's <laughs> just terrifying. It's horrible. Anyway, um, yeah. So the base was destroyed uh, by some large temporal beast. Um, and then I, whether it got sucked back into the vortex or not, who knows? Now there are claims that some experiments they did find some, and you'll you'll find these pictures, these you know, the Jersey Devil pictures that have washed up on the shore, and whether this or not this is relating to the Plum Island thing, right? Or is it? It still is and it island? isn't. No, because okay. they 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 don't know. They might have been experiment. People, mm. you know, have a true, you know, or they're part of the same project. Right, because Plum Island was a very secret, top secret spot. It's on an island. Yeah, in case shit goes wrong. Island of Dr. Moreau, baby. Yeah, you know, things can't get away. You create killer rabbits. Can you imagine? Big sharp teeth. I think that's so I remember there's a there's <laughs> a mythical creature called a jackalope, which is basically a rabbit with yeah. antlers. That, that's isn't that a real thing? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's a real thing. I just know that the jackalope, I'm pretty sure it's a made-up creature. I'm pretty Maybe. sure. Look at a platypus. Oh my god. Okay, well that is that is a legitimate that nobody knows what nobody knows what <laughs> nature was thinking when the platypus got spun out. They're like mm, that fucking thing lays eggs. It's poisonous. And it has poisonous. Seriously. Seriously, if you die to a platypus poison, yeah. you know, I don't know what happens. Like you'd be looking in the afterlife, they'd be saying, Whoo, how'd you die? Platypus. It yeah, we're putting me. you in the same. We're putting you in the same camp yeah. with the, the fella who died in the bathtub with the toaster. You know, <laughs> you're here, in the I, we'll, we'll figure. You're not getting in Valhalla that yeah. way, buds. You guys are buddies now. Yeah, they're cute, especially when they're babies. But that, they're rear. Yeah, they're rear. You know, they little slippers. They got yeah. flippers. They got those dew claws that are uh, very poisonous. Yeah, there's some fucked up creatures out there, and um, you know, we. Uh, I don't know it, it, the the verdict on this to me is uh i think it all lives and dies by you know preston nichols and, and he's uh, dead so he's dead all roads led to preston nichols um uh, yeah actually and that's and so the, the the crazy board if you were to look at the number of connections it's got it's all kind of him it right it all sort yeah. of links into him uh yeah. again Even the philadelphia experiment it's it's almost an alleged like there's no there's no proof you know, it was an Air Force base. It was a fully functional Air Force base with armaments. Um, it had a job, right? And it had an ag crew. It had Air Force men. It, but, you know, aside from that, there's no, there's no. The locals would talk about how the dish would screw up their TV reception, right? Which is entirely possible. Which that, makes that, complete sense. Now, and I'm yeah. sure people got sick. Like I, so I myself, uh, when I worked at IBM, my first job was working in the tape library. Okay. And one of the activities we had to do was we had to destroy tapes. So old tapes that contained important data that nobody needed anymore, we would have to destroy them. So we would degauss them. Yeah. So the the degausser is essentially a big magnet for those who don't know. You Mm. run the tapes through. After about 45 minutes of doing that on the dot, I would feel nauseous and want to throw up. 
Really? Yeah. Cool. Now choosing magnetic, it's magnetic fields. Mm-hmm. And a buddy of mine said, well, do you have a good sense of direction? I said, okay, I got a pretty good sense of direction. Like you spin me around, I can figure it out. He goes, you're probably more sensitive to magnetic fields mm-hmm. than like most, than some people are, right? Almost yeah. like birds. So birds navigate, apparently, one of the ways they navigate is yeah. sensitivity to magnetic fields. Right. So in that case, if you were sensitive and this, those big dish, that dish is probably like terahertz. Like that's not, that's oh, not a. For sure. I mean, these are, I mean, you're, you're talking about the, you know, the Eastern seaboard. <laughs> this thing is like from like all the way down to like fucking Florida. <laughs> not getting HBO on that sucker. No, you know, you're not having kids. If you get in the way of it, it's, it's frying your, your and people, people worry about being around power lines. Right. I mean, I'd wonder what the cancer rates are in that area. It's probably high. It'd be an interesting study, you know, and this thing is sweeping. <laughs> and it's funny you say that because I had an interesting experience um, when I worked for a company and I went and I had to visit this place and it was a forest product place and they did veneer. Um, okay. So, yeah, but inside they, the power requirements for this plant was just astronomically high right so um and i would have to visit quite regularly for my job at the time and i would go there and i would it would be about three minutes and i would start to feel sick to my stomach never had this feeling before not a fume thing it's literally just no it was no fumes no fumes it was so when you walked in there was a big bucket of um uh, earplugs and um because it was loud but it was only when I was in the area where the generators, so they had these giant generators. I mean, the fucking things filled, look like a football stadium size thing, like or half a football stadium, but just full of generators. And that's what they had to use to power a lot of these machines, right? And I would get close to it. And man, I just start feeling sick. Like I'd feel weird. Like I'd have to get out. And, so one of the other theories about why we get ill yeah. around the degauzer is subsonics, like the subharmonics, the whole, yeah. um, it's because it, I, you said yeah. it was loud and the degauzer certainly wasn't quiet. But... Yeah. No, I, I don't know if it was the noise because it wasn't that loud. Like they made you wear your plugs. Yeah. But um, I would ask. You want to get sued. Of, yeah. But I would ask some of the staff and I remember asking this one lady, I said, did you ever feel like, you know, you could feel sick? And she's like. I did for the first year I worked here. <laughs> yeah, I don't anymore. I'm like, oh my gosh. Well, I guess our bodies adjust. To, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> See ya. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that, you know, we can be sensitive to things that are, you know, maybe maybe I'm more sensitive to certain things than you are, right? And that's the thing about all this stuff when you come back to the Montauk mm. project, right? So you've got a large government facility Mm-hmm. that is secretive sound sound familiar right yes right now this there's nothing there's not really any other collaborating evidence no area 51 for example there's lots of collaborating evidence regarding i mean we they've released stuff about their super secret planes now i don't do i think the government would go off and release documents saying by the way we used to capture <laughs> and torture homeless kids yeah no okay to send them through time and we, we succeeded, by the way, but we decided, you know, we should stop because reasons. Yeah. Now, could I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not defending any kind of government stuff because I'm sure there's a lot of shit that goes on that we, you know, are, as regular citizens go, what the fuck? Like we would shake our heads. But my problem with the Montauk isn't, isn't so much its claims, it's, it's how it's, it's, it's all focused on one individual. Who made a living writing science fiction books, mm-hmm. right? And and to watch the man speak, um, he actually he reminds me of a schizophrenic. Um, that very I've just with. very yeah. disjointed. Like the the eight minute video I yeah. sent you, for example, you listen to him talk, and now it could be editing. I don't know, but you hear him talk, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, wait a second. Now you're talking about aura reading, yeah, and you're talking very kind of there broken about how jesus the messiah thing was going to work not a great communicator for sure but i i never now, sat through I, one of yeah. his long lectures no and i mean people paid to, to listen to this guy um he had zero proof of any of his degrees none but apparently i mean he could 
he could talk quantum physics. He could do a lot of weird stuff that I can talk brain surgery. If you don't know brain surgery, I took that my second year of, I took neuros, the biological foundations of personality in my second year of university. That sounds exciting. It, yeah, no, it's not. When you have to map out all the different <laughs> holes you've got in your head where all the cerebral oh. spinal fluid goes. Ew. Jesus. That's a very... I know how to sacrifice lab animals. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, kill them? Yeah, yeah. So, what you do is you wind up, so you have, while the thing is alive, if you're going, this is, and this is the harvest to do brain mm-hmm. uh, scan, not brain scans, but to actually look at the brain tissue under a microscope. You take the lab animal. I didn't, never did this, FYI. However, okay. we covered this. This was our, my first class. The guy, the professor's plan was to get most people to drop out by starting with this. Oh, good. Essentially, you dose the little bugger on barbiturates. So you basically get oh. him, yeah, flying uh, high in a kite. And while he's alive, mm-hmm. you go off and nick one of the, the return to the heart, the one that oh. comes to the aorta, a- a- ventricle, whatever. Yeah. And you pump a saline and then a... Um, a saline solution and then a formaldehyde solution. The idea being is you're making use of the little bugger's heart to run formaldehyde through all the areas that need to go through it. And everything's coming out. You're clearing all the blood. And this is standard practice. This is like, this is how they kill the lab rat. Apparently this was this second year. I, yeah, I don't know if they changed. Maybe they have. And then they would take the little bugger, load the brain into a stereotaxic device, which would allow you to do wafer thin slices of the brain. And then you could take that and put that under. No, I'm not the brain saying itself is it, kind of gooey. It, yeah, I, I don't know. I've never played before. Yeah. But I, I understand that we have to use animals to further science. I just, you know, I, being a person who does hunt and um, I grew up with animals and having to help to kill them, and I, uh, I don't believe in making anything suffer. I, you know, this little bugger got dosed on barbiturates. I don't think. Yeah, he he's probably didn't stuff. feel much. Yeah. Yeah. I just the whole eight, cut the eight or I, I can't imagine he laid there. Yeah, he's high. <laughs> he's like, whoa. <laughs> well, but he's high, but it's a barbiturates a depressant, yeah. right? So. Well, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I guess so. Maybe I How the hell did we get on this topic again? I don't know. It just happened. Oh, neuroscience. That's right. Talk. So the idea that he could quant talk quantum physics. Well, he did. Yeah. And there was, I mean, maybe he was smart in his own way. He was a terrible communicator in interviews. Um, very poor hygiene. Uh, I heard about spam cans. That was one of the uh, things they said. This place was filled with spam. Like when he was said a lot his father. Yeah. Apparently yeah. his mother had a, uh, had a wall dedicated to Ural Brenner. Ural, Ural Brenner. Ural Brenner. Yes. Yes. Yeah. A lot of ladies like the Mr. Ural Brenner. Yeah, and could carry um, off bald pretty well. Carried off, that's right, like Kojak. There's nothing wrong with being bald, Corey. I'm not completely, but I might as well be. It's just when you see us both wearing headphones that are basically hats. That's right. Sometimes my head gets cold. I wear a toque. Yeah, but um, no way. By the way, for our American viewers, a toque is a beanie. A toque or a beanie. Huh? We call them toques here in Canada. That's right. Yeah. Um. So what's uh, what's on the menu for next week? Are we uh... oh, I think we want to hold off on that until we put a fail nail in this coffin. Oh yeah. Well, I just want to wrap to it escape? up. Am I I'm not. I know. I completely <laughs> oh, no. agree with you. So in conclusion, I completely yeah, agree with you, Phil. Conclusion. Everything yeah. comes back to this Preston Nichols guy and the book he wrote. That's right. Yeah. And okay. Books. Whether these people have been triggered by the book whatever and they found this cause it helps explain the holes in their life we haven't even talked about some there's other stuff like there's an al beck guy oh uh, yeah also known as ed or duncan i think he's ed known as ed cameron he was apparently on On the the philadelphia Philadelphia. i didn't get into that because it just gets confusing it's it's yeah and this whole episode has been confusing for me right because it now the moon landing was also something else that was considered to be done at this base that's a real thing people not the it. actual moon landing faking the moon landing was considered faking the, they teleported <laughs> all <laughs> right they go to mars barely they could the go shuttle. to mars but but they had yeah. to fake the moon landing here that's right yeah we're gonna send you to the moon um but we have to beat up these boys first beat give up us a moment lucky. we'll get our sticks <laughs> <That's right. laughs> anyway yeah so yeah the moon landing that was another one uh there's there's 
and uh, but yeah, they all seem to circulate around. Um, it you know who he reminds me of is uh, oh my god, I almost forgot his name. Uh, conspiracy guy there, uh, Alex Jones. <laughs> How do you forget Alex Jones? Um, uh, you managed uh, repressed memories, perhaps. I think I was. Were you a Montauk one. boy, Phil? Uh, I wouldn't have been old. Yeah, I'm not quite there. Um, but you know how Alex Jones, when you hear him, he starts just talking and shit. Like he's all over the the place. It's, That's what it was like listening to Preston, you know, Nichols. And um, that is very stream of consciousness. Uh, now this podcast is yeah. supposed to be kind of like that, but we do try to put some order to the chaos that is yeah. the random conversations. Yeah, I mean, and and that's okay too, right? We're, uh, but but this fellow was um, just out there, and he can say whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the God bless, God bless America. I sure. I mean, I, uh, the West, the free speech in the West is supposed to be a thing, so it's not just an American thing. Theoretically, yeah. you should be able to say now some of the stuff he said when he talks but, about the stuff. I'm like, how did you not get brought up on charges? You basically admitted yeah, to, to abuse and also to abuse or participate or. But there was nobody to to charge him. There was no right. So there's no, and that's the thing. That's what I mean. Who's going to? I mean, who would come out and say, "Okay, well, you're lying." <laughs> Ooh, there's you know. yeah, I mean, the there's funny thing about this but... is it was all prior to the internet. Oh yeah, he did this before the internet was a thing. So he put this yeah. book out that it was real. And if you spent the effort to get a book published, people tended to yeah. trust books more than what you do now for internet. Stuart uh, Swordlow, he also did a book, right? So he's made money off this too. So okay. you have people who have interest in in this. You know, like they're making money. The Stuart does, uh, you know, interviews, and he does, you know talks and does group talks he makes money people pay him to talk about his uh, fantastic journeys right um to me that's worrisome you know like where bob lazar was like i don't want to talk to anybody i don't want to make money i want this to go away i spoke to avoid being killed that's why i I came out to avoid being killed i was very seriously worried (laughs) that my wife and i were going to die so i came out and then I want to move away and not talk to anybody. And people searched him out. And even then, you know, he was like, Ugh. and some of the things Bob said, they came to fruition, like, you know, in terms of elements and uh, some of the projects that he worked on or stuff that he worked on or saw there. I mean, uh, yeah, I like Bob. Okay. Don't look at me like that. Yeah, I know. I, I know, know what hey, you're saying. I will I say, I will say what I saw of Bob versus Preston hands down yeah. bob is the better of the more credible credible i think just the, yeah and now that's not hey it, you pick your conspiracy man i mean if you're watching this and you know you're like i fucking hate these guys they're shitting all over my preston nickels you know it's, um, and that's not what we're doing that's not what we're doing what we're trying no. to say is this is how this is the I, i'm trying to avoid being i'm too judgy at times and i'm trying to avoid judging you but are this judging. was a ball this was a bag of crazy it, it even for me you know and i'm a little more probably forgiving than you are in terms of looking at things right things you're very analytical sense they need to make but, sense but it still has to make sense right like you yes. still have to kind of say okay you know can i believe in aliens sure if there's some sort of story that's you know that, that makes sense to me but there's so many different stories that it's hard to kind of put your thumb on one of them right um so yeah that's where yeah. i'm left with i'm i'm just sort of uh i picked the topic and i sort of regretted it the moment you did it no i didn't because i, did. I didn't i did I once did. you once i started looking into it i was like okay. Phil, what yeah. have you done yeah, but you didn't know just like i didn't know you were like oh sounds interesting interesting yeah and then your first like time reading something you're like what the fuck did i just walk into so that leads into what i'm picking for next week so since you did this to me what i'm doing to you is we're going the man in the hat oh my god like the alien well the guy that shows up is it aliens is it ghosts doesn't matter you'll have to find out next week folks because uh yeah man the hat that's what i'm picking or oh, hat man wow. or man and hat. yeah I, okay. I, yeah hat so this will yeah we'll, we'll find out it'll be it'll be like up here whatever he really is man in the hat or hat man well i guess that's it 
I guess, so, unless, unless like, and clo- like I said, I think we closed off. The, and I, I apologize, folks, because this is the best we could do to make sense of this. Essentially, if the takeaway from this is the Montauk Project was about physically and sexually abusing boys to de- have them manifest psychic powers, such as remote viewing, object, spontaneous object creation, time travel. Insert here. Yeah. Insert yeah. here. Yeah. And feel free to leave a comment. And thank you for listening to the OC. And I'm Phil, and this is my co-host, Ori. And uh, we'll see you next week. Have a great day, night, evening, wherever you are. You're going to keep doing that, huh? Yeah, I kind of. I love it. Take care, folks. Have a good one.